Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We have been ready through many historic moments and we continue to respond with competence and compassion during these unprecedented times. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the risks, excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who remain open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that to-go meals continue for the homeless, to our home care aides, service coordinators, and trained counselors who continue their work in the most innovative ways, to our food pantry staff, and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do, and we salute you. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Mission Matters Live, a program focused on promoting a spirit of mission among the people of God in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Megan Mio. I'm coordinator in the mission office, and our engineer this morning is Mike. You're listening to WNDZ 750 AM, and we hope you'll join us every third Thursday of the month from 830 to 9 AM. This morning, we are meeting Father Colin King, a Franciscan friar who has been on mission in the Diocese of Montego Bay in Jamaica since 2017. He is pastor of St. Mary and St. Julie Billiard Parishes in Western Jamaica. He's originally from Ohio, but has a number of connections to Chicago, as he studied and received a Master of Divinity at uh, Catholic Theological Union in Hyde Park. He had a ministry experience at St. John Paul II Newman Center at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and he served uh, briefly as deacon in his formation process at St. Columbanus Parish on the south side of Chicago. So we've asked him to call to call in. He's on the phone all the way from Jamaica uh, to tell us a little bit about his ministries, his vocational call, and uh, to remind us about uh, the importance of mission during this time. So welcome, and thank you for joining us, Father Colin. Thank you. It's wonderful to be with you all uh, this day. Great. Now, and I mentioned you're on the phone. Uh, you said that you have full bars. Do you still have full bars where you are? Currently, the, the cell phone signal is strong to very strong for us right now, so that's always good. good. <laughs> it, makes it could change. phone calls much easier. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, it's awesome that we can have you um, straight uh, from your parish. That's awesome. Um, so let's, Thank you. Let's get to know you a bit more. I, I introduced you... Um, with a couple of facts, uh, you're originally from Ohio, and um, and now you you 
I understand that you um, were ordained in 2017 as a Franciscan. Uh, tell us about your vocation story. Yeah, so I grew up um, in central Ohio uh, with my parents, and I have three sisters. Um, we were uh, born and raised, and my mom was a practicing Catholic. My dad uh, was a Lutheran at the time, uh, but going to church and, and a very, uh, I was very blessed to have uh, two in particular diocesan priests who were very influential in my vocation uh, from the Diocese of Columbus. Uh, after high school, I went to Xavier University in Cincinnati mm-hmm. and majored in special education and was a high school uh, special education teacher for about seven years in the Cincinnati area. And in particular, I think during that time, um, it, this call of vocation of what does it mean to, mm-hmm. to serve God and to serve his people uh, really came to me. Mm-hmm. And uh I spent a lot of time running away from that feeling and that call, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, finally really started to discern it and um, ultimately was led to the Franciscans. And I'm a member of St. John the Baptist Province, which is based in Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm-hmm. We are um, very uh, active throughout the Midwest uh, right now and are uh, able to uh helped out in, in churches, and but have been here in Jamaica. But when I joined the Friars, I never once thought for a second I would be uh, a missionary in Jamaica. Uh, and uh, during my formation years, uh, after novitiate, we were uh, sent to Catholic Theological Union, as you mentioned, in Hyde Park, and uh, finished seminary there in 2017. And then uh, was ordained uh, priest and uh, came to, was it sent to Jamaica a month later. Oh. Now, and you're in Jamaica with other Franciscans? I am, yeah. So actually this uh, month, uh, on the 3rd of September, we celebrated 20 years of guys leaving um, Cincinnati to come to Jamaica mm-hmm. and uh so we, we celebrate 20 years this month of September coming down here. Our, my province um, has had a long history of missionary work. Uh, Mother uh, St. Drexel, Catherine Drexel, took, uh, came up to Cincinnati and brought friars to uh, the reservations, the Pueblo reservations in the southwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during, after, shortly after that, we went to uh, China uh, as missionaries. Mm-hmm. During the Cultural mm-hmm. Revolution of China, uh, many of our guys were either uh, expelled or arrested, mm-hmm. uh, disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. or And so then we went to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And as the vocations in the Philippines have um, uh, really flourished, blossomed mm-hmm. and flourished, mm-hmm. we, we pulled out back from the Philippines. I mean, that's always the goal of missionary work, right? That's the Church's vision, is that mm-hmm. missionaries come in help to, to uh, grow local vocations and then pull out so each church can stand on her own yeah. uh, two feet. And um, as the Philippines have been a great example of that, mm-hmm. when we were pulling out of there, uh, our province said, you know, you, it's hard to be a province and not have some really outward expression of missionary work. Um, however, the guys were getting older, <laughs> fewer in number, uh, and um, 
so as we looked around, this is all before my time, of course, as we looked around, um, uh, Jamaica came up as a place that's mm-hmm. nearby to the United States. English is uh, spoken, although there is a dialect called Patois, uh, mm-hmm. which is like a Creole, mm-hmm. and um, uh, is a place where on the island of three million people, maybe mm-hmm. there are uh, 3% Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of that is in Kingston, which is the capital of Jamaica, where we are in western Jamaica, maybe 1.6% of the people are Catholic. Wow. Okay. Um, and so it's a very distinct minority. And there can be strong strands of anti-Catholicism between uh, Jamaica was a colony of, of England, so between Anglican uh, persecution, but then also currently the dominant religion is Seventh-day Adventists. Uh, in the island, who are have a, can have a strong strand of um, anti-Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So some of your your ministry, I'm sure, is ecumenical. Then too, you're you're building relationships between. Absolutely, today? and you know that's one of the one of the uh, Asian bishops came up uh, with ways of doing missionary work. Um, I forget the document that they had. Um, I hope none of my professors at CTU are hearing this, because I should have this memorized, of course. But, uh, well, I don't uh, know either. I'm not sure. So. <laughs> uh, oh, good. Here we are. Good. <laughs> We're together. Uh, but, you know, one of, it is, one of the ways to be a missionary is uh, just being a good neighbor. Uh, is, and so particularly as such a distinct minority here, uh, there's a lot of people who've never met a Catholic, mm-hmm. who, or let alone a Catholic priest. And to know somebody who comes, uh, to bring the gospel, um, it goes a long way within that. In fact, that was part of St. Francis's rule, uh, or the rule we have, St. Francis of 1223. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first rule that had a mission um, written into it, first religious order to have missionary work written into it. Mm-hmm. And Francis says, just go out and live as a good neighbor, yeah. and, and that will convert people. Preach by your life, yeah. 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 And there is, too, some explicit, you know, there's, there, Jamaica is a developing uh, country. And so a lot of the social services are through the churches. And in particular, even though we are a very small in number church, we are uh, the social service in the area where we're at. So between soup kitchens and food distribution and medical help and uh, educational help, um, for as small as we are, we, we bring a very significant impact to the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. Okay. All right. Now, and I mentioned your pastor of two parishes in, in this rural yeah. area. Are there like outstations? I've heard other missionaries describe that kind of a thing. We, the model we took when we came here is uh, that we would have each of our churches would be grown to be standalone parishes. So I have two parishes. Um, I live with some other Franciscans, um, uh, and each of us priests uh, currently have two parishes um, as a way of trying to help, again, build up. Um, you know, one of the, I think a trapping of outstations can be that um, a lot of the focus is spent on the main parish and less to the mm-hmm. other areas. I mean, sometimes that's just that's the way it has to be. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you being a pastor of two full-time parishes is hard work. No <laughs> it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, and as friars, we live, you know, our fundamental call um, 
people sometimes think being Franciscan means to be poor, but that's not our call. Our call is to live the gospel in community. And so I actually don't li- – I live in the friary in one place, and then the churches where I am are about a 15 – one's about a 15-minute drive, the other's about a 20, 25-minute drive. Um, and so that adds a little more difficulty to it as well. Mm. Right. Sure. Um, absolutely. So now can we're, – we're coming close to our break here, but I wanted to ask, how has, has the pandemic – how has COVID-19 affected your communities? We are um, within our friends. Jamaica, we're very, as an island, uh, one of the easy things to do is to close the borders. Mm -hmm. And so before uh, many cases came here into Jamaica, Mm -hmm. the borders were closed. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that saves us from the virus. However, Jamaica has the largest uh, section of its economy is tourism. And in fact, Jamaica is the, uh, I don't know quite how to say this, in terms of its GDP, Mm -hmm. Jamaica is most dependent on tourism compared to any other country in the world. It it accounts for almost a third of the economy. So if you close your borders, uh, while it's protecting us from COVID, which is great, Mm -hmm. um, all that cash flow from tourists Mm -hmm. stops. Um, And, um, that's a huge concern. So our, our economy is contracting. Um, it, it, Jamaica, uh, has, it, the economy grows just under inflation, typically year over year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to now have this, there are some serious concerns of what the impact will be. We, we have uh, uh, increased our basic food distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, what, early on in this pandemic, uh, again, where I'm at out, it's called the Bush mm-hmm. in rural Jamaica. We go door to door and deliver food packages because um, uh, the churches where I am cover 12 different districts, um, different neighborhoods or cities. Okay. Um, and um, so we go door to door instead of making everybody come to us. And it's a little mm-hmm. bit safer than having everybody show up at the church and yeah, try to collect when you're trying to keep social distancing. Mm-hmm. But a, a young mother came up and told me, uh, with tears in her eyes, when we gave her this, said, Father, I'm out of rice. And this was early on. I don't think there's anything in the Midwest that we could compare it to when a, a mother says that she's out of rice, because rice in Jamaica is literally eaten at every meal. Um, maybe it would be like back in the 50s or 60s if somebody said, I'm out of milk mm-hmm. because of a hardship. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it, 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 yeah, it is an absolute staple and to already be out of milk early on, this was months ago, uh, really touched me uh, of how significant of a financial impact this is going to be for our communities, yeah, yeah, let alone education as well. This will go down in Jamaica, um, as I'm currently the vicar of education for the diocese. Um, and so I've seen it from the Western perspective of Jamaica. This will go down as one of the greatest segregating moments within mm-hmm. Jamaica. Where I'm at in, in the bush, there is no internet. Um, you can't get it. Um, right, right, right. So to try to do virtual learning just does not work. Okay. Yeah, well, you, there's more to talk about, absolutely. Um, but we're going to have to take a break right now. Great. We'll continue our discussion about Franciscan Mission in Jamaica. Stay tuned. Wonderful.
When you think of the word neighbor, warm and friendly thoughts come to mind. Think of smiles across the yard, positive wishes, and looking out for one another on an ongoing basis. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund inspires all of these and much more. We've seen an unprecedented number of requests for assistance this year from people who have never needed help before. When you make your gift to the Neighbors in Need Fund, you are igniting hope in the lives of your most vulnerable neighbors, especially individuals and families who continue to struggle to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Your gift will give them the resources they need to overcome the unexpected, very serious circumstances in which they find themselves now. Give online at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. That's 312-948-6087. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund. Thank you for helping build a world of kindness, one neighbor to another. Have you checked out Chicago Catholic lately? Either in print or online, Chicago Catholic has informative and stimulating content, including news from the Archdiocese, beautiful photographs, and a thoughtful column by our publisher, Cardinal Blaise Zupich. Editor Joyce DeRiga tells us about our current edition of Chicago Catholic. We talked to the Office for the Protection of Children and Youth about keeping kids safe from abuse during the pandemic. We visit the soup kitchen at Most Blessed Trinity in Waukegan, which has been serving hot meals to those in need throughout the pandemic. And we introduce you to the oldest Benedictine nun alive today. She's 107. Subscribe now. Go to chicagocatholic.com or call 312-534-7777. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Chicago Catholic, a fresh approach to Catholic news. Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic Charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers! Welcome back to Mission Matters Live. If you're just tuning in, I'm Megan Mio, coordinator for the Mission Office, and you're listening to WNDZ 750 AM. We're on the phone with Father Colin King, Franciscan priest on mission in the Diocese of Montego Bay in western Jamaica, and he's there right now on his cell phone talking <laughs> with us. It's really great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so before the break, we were discussing, uh, you just told us a little bit about the region, about how COVID um, it, it seems to be having less of a, of a health risk related ish, effect and more of an economic and, and really hunger effect. Mm -hmm. um, I know I've been speaking with missionaries or speaking, emailing and, and communicating with missionaries and representatives from around the world during this pandemic. And I have to say that lately I've been hearing more and more about hunger. 
Um, mm-hmm. And and now you've also mentioned education. Um, uh, here in the U.S., even though it's still uh, somewhat up for debate about how how effective electronic access to education yeah. is as compared yeah. to in person, um, but you're saying that's just not even an option in your region. Yeah, where where I am, um, uh, we're, we're working to open a homework center uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, at one of the, through one of the churches and. Okay. Uh, the homework center would have like basic 18th century technology, just uh, or certainly 19th century technology of just a desk, a chair, uh, pen, paper, right. pencils, uh, electricity, a light, um, so students can do their homework. Um, one of the things we did was to get computers into there, just a few, and because of again a little rural, it's called the bush uh, in Jamaica. Uh, there's no internet service that's reliable uh, out there. Uh, and then, again, it kind of becomes uh, uh, the, the trappings of poverty uh, make it to where, you know, certain options just are not available. And so there is a, the possibility of buying data for your phone, uh, which most students would use a smartphone instead of a tablet or a computer. Mm-hmm. However, it's expensive. And by the time you watch a video or instructional video, uh, your data is used up. And that kind of parents have a very hard decision to make of do we use money for food or for education? And, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, both are very important. But, of course, we know, like, as a former teacher, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to focus more on the immediate need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sure. so that's why I think COVID will come down as one of the greatest segregating factors in Jamaica, but also the United States. I mean, I, being from the United States, I have sisters uh, who, who have children, my nieces and nephews and the school and my friends from there mm-hmm. and what they're going to do. I mean, that's, there's a lot of hard decisions mm-hmm. uh, that, that are there, very important decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there, there is something where, uh, um, having some more resources can allow buying a laptop to learn from home or to have internet access or to um, even be able to pool resources in a community to have tutors or, or mm-hmm. uh, help with that. That mm-hmm. um, just is not a reality right. currently where I'm at. Yeah. Wow. You said you were, you're, you've recently become the vicar for education. What exactly does that entail, that role? Um, well, I'm still trying to learn it. <laughs> just, I, I got the honor just before COVID hit. And so um, it, part of what um, there we are the largest land. Uh, Jamaica has three dioceses. The Archdiocese of Kingston is the original diocese. Mm-hmm. We here in Montego Bay diocese are just over 50 years old. Um, but we cover... Uh, the largest landmass of the diocese. Mm-hmm. And then there's a newer diocese, which is uh, the Mandeville Diocese, which is uh, small and on the south coast. Okay. Part of what we're trying to do, in Jamaica, there's not as, as strong of a separation of church and state like there is in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, um, for instance, we're working, we just opened a new high school, all-boys Catholic high school in Montego Bay. That'll be opening this year. In the midst of the pandemic, we're still trying to 
show the ways in which God is with us and great things are happening and, you know, that there's hope beyond the, the difficulties of this pandemic for a future. And, um, but we don't have to pay teachers. Like, although it would be a Catholic school sponsored by the Catholic diocese, mm-hmm. the government pays the teachers, and you have to teach fully the government curriculum. So there's some trade-off on that, of course. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that we're really working on is uh, the infrastructure, educational infrastructure here is very lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Out of, there are only, there's three million people on the island, most of, of in Jamaica is a young population. I don't know if there's 900 schools on the island. Wow. Um, and uh, in particular, uh, two-thirds of Jamaica, in the census that I read, was, is functionally illiterate. Um, and so one of the things that Bishop Virtual McPherson, our bishop, is, is, is we're working on trying to do is to really try to tackle early childhood education, that if we can get a child um, and get the f- early foundations of education, mm-hmm. that we can start to address some of the cyclical issues of poverty. Again, as a former teacher, as a Franciscan, where we have a very proud intellectual tradition, I think education is a very important way of um, helping people uh, and empowering people out of cycles of generational poverty. Uh, St. Irenaeus has that great saying, the glory of God is the human fully alive. And um, I think education is a great way of helping folks to come fully alive. So we're working on trying to get kids three to six, that kind of that next thousand days, mm-hmm. uh, get them into school, start getting them, getting them. And, and the benefits of this is, too, uh, and again, this is one of the things that we're seeing at our soup kitchen in, in the grill mm-hmm. is uh, and Father Jim, one of the priests I live with, it's his ministry. Um, they had before COVID, they had about uh, 120 meals a day, and then they do breakfast for students going to school. So they can have breakfast before they go to school, and they did about seventy breakfasts a day. Mm-hmm. Currently, they're at four hundred lunches a day um, because of the, everything being shut down and the yep. economic yep. Uh, hardship. Yep. Um, uh, <clears throat> and then school is getting ready to start up, so they're now going to start serving breakfast again with all of that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but we're, you know, I think schools provide a meal for the students, um, a safe place for some of the students. I think one of the things we're finding out, Jamaica, the United States, elsewhere, is how important of a role schools play in the day-to-day life of a community right. um, yeah. and how important that is. Right. Learning isn't just learning from a book. It's social right. interaction. It's absolutely um, yeah, learning how to, to work together, to play together, all that stuff. It's, you, don't, you don't know what you have until you lose it. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I've heard other missionaries say the same. A hungry kid has a real hard time learning. You know. Yeah. We need to make sure that these kids have everything they need to to live well, and then we can also talk about uh, education, and then and rising up future leaders, um, as you say. Yeah. Um, so with our last, just maybe two minutes, um, you've mentioned a few things already. One minute. <laughs> Clarify. One minute. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, what what is it to be a Franciscan missionary? I know it's going to be hard to be brief, but you, you mentioned about sure. the gospel and community, living the gospel and being a good neighbor. What, what would you say is unique about Franciscans in particular as missionaries? I think the fact that we had the first 
rule to explicitly mention foreign missions. Uh, it's deep within our DNA. It's who St. Francis wanted us to be, to have a very much missionary zeal. Uh, and I think the ability to uh, be, as First Order OFM, uh, uh, living the gospel in community, uh, it you know, I think a missionary life can be very lonely, mm-hmm. but we come in as a community, and so we have a built-in support system mm-hmm. for each missionary as well, uh, and an ability also to relate to people uh, as we live together and the hardships of you didn't make coffee this morning or, you know, there's crumbs in the butter or the very real clay-footed experiences of religious life. Uh, but people can see that and experience and, and recognize themselves within us as well yeah awesome well thank you so much for joining us today by thank phone you. father colin wonderful um, to be with you all oh we're very inspired to hear about your love for god's people and about what's going on in jamaica so may we all follow thank the you. example saint francis tune in next month for our next mission matters live thank you for listening and remember always be on mission Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.